from Victoria's Racing Heartland, the show dedicated to keeping Victoria country racing strong. Welcome to Coffee Country with Harry Coffee, Maggie Payne and Gareth Hall. Coffee Country, this is where we talk country racing in Victoria. Let's welcome in the team. Hello to you, Maggie Payne. Good afternoon to you, Gareth. And Harry looks like he's out and about and he's really doing the country racing thing for us today, Harry. G'day, Harry. Hey, guys. Yeah, I'm uh, in the main street of Donald, so preparation okay. hasn't been very good for the show, guys. So I apologise for that. But uh, Dad, myself, and uh, Dad's apprentice, Shanae O'Meara, we're on our way home from the Matoa jump out. So does it get any more country than that? How far? What's it, would that be the furthest you would travel to go to a jump out? Uh, no, to the jump outs? Matoa's a nice morning. It's about two and a half hours trip. So uh, we uh, sometimes head to Ballarat or Horsham or Ararat, which is uh, three hours. But uh, sort of going to go down that way to trial in some stronger company to find out uh, if you're worth having or not. So we kept up okay this morning, but uh, plenty to go home and scratch your head about. Well, Donald, you definitely can't get a bet on. You couldn't anyway because we're in COVID. But I remember on the Country Cup circuit last year, Maggie, we, we learned, and hopefully it's changed, that you, there's no tab in Donald, that you have to go about 30 or 40 k's to the nearest town to put a bet on. Yeah, I reckon they've had to fix that since last year yep. because that was just devastating news for the Donald locals. But um, And their cup's coming up, so hopefully they can sort that out. We'll get stuck in 12. Yes, Harry? Well, they've got a Chinese restaurant here, so they don't have a tab, but they've got a shot. And uh, it's been going ever since I can remember coming to Donald's, so it yeah. must be sure. They must like their Chinese in Donald's. Donald's famous, um, Paddy, the, the the man that fixes you when you've got a hamstring injury or a calf, or he, he's, he's done Chris Judd, Brendan Favola, all the superstars of the AFL. He's the miracle worker, Harry. Have you come across Paddy? I've actually gone and seen him, so... Uh, yep. He does get into some interesting spots, but uh, they re- they reckon uh, that they used to fly them up here, the football players, to see him. And I know that he's been pretty good with greyhounds from yep. time to time, and he's also treated a Melbourne Cup winning jockey for migraines, Joy McNeil. So okay. famous man in Donald. And he learnt from greyhounds. He was the miracle worker with greyhounds, and then he's turned to humans. So there you go. He's a superstar. When I think of Donald, I think of Paddy. And we used to play Donald all the time in country footy at Birchip, and we used to defeat them most of the time anyway. But they're a great football club, Donald. Um, You're not going to get emotional, are you, Gary? No, I am, actually, a little bit. I missed the country footy this year. The Hall of Fame, we're about to have a chat to her. She's our special guest with our country character segment here on Coffee Country. But Kim Talent, what a story that is. She trains her horses on a trotting track in Merbeen South, just outside of Mildura, Harry, and she gets a double there on Saturday. And she was taking on some of the biggest stables in the country as well. That's what makes racing so special for mine. Yeah, that's right. Um, Kim does a good little job with her team. And um, me and Dad were just talking about it before. He said, no wonder we couldn't beat her. Her horses looked absolutely outstanding at Mildura. And, they raced like it. So they raced on speed and they proved too hard to catch. And uh, she teamed up with another great country person in Christine Paul. So it was great to see them get a couple of winners. And you uh, you never feel hard done by when you get beaten by good people. Your Hall of Fame for you, Maggie? Yeah, well, that's obviously hard to beat for the moment of the week. Uh, you mentioned Kim. But I'm going to go with um, a performance at Flemington last week in the Bart Cummings of Charlie Rosen. Just the whole team, uh, Simon Wild team down there, Ornable. It was a great ride, obviously, by Dean Holland. So good to see him getting opportunities as well. But I'm really keen to follow her. And I, I, I love, um, you know, 
following a country horse every spring and I think, you know, it's pretty well covered that she's going towards or heading towards the Melbourne Cup. But um, that was my highlight. I was happy for them. But um, unfortunately, they didn't get the win. Hopefully, they can get into the Cup. And your Hall of Fame, Harry? Um, I was all all over Dean Holland, and then I only read the email yeah. before about what Maggie did. <laughs> yes. You can have him, Harry. <laughs> I'll take Charlie Lowe's. You can have Dean. <laughs> no, no well, I found another one, but it was in my junk mail, so we've got to get that sorted out. You can't be in my junk mail. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, Dean... Dean Holland's ride was absolutely outstanding in the Bart Cummings, and that deserved to get into the Melbourne Cup and then for him to go and win the Melbourne Cup. But unfortunately, uh, racing doesn't work like that sometimes. But my Hall of Fame is the Peter Chow team. They put on a clinic at Matoa on Saturday, and um, they won the Cup with an old horse poster, and they won a maiden with a lightly raced horse. And uh, Peter Chow, he's only got a small team, but he does a really good job with his horses. I ride for him a little bit from time to time, and <clears throat> he's a very good judge. He does a good job, and we're keeping the warnable flavour there with uh, Simon Wilde and Peter Chow. Is it true that you were pretty happy that Grand Promenade booked his place into the Melbourne Cup, Harry? Uh, uh, undecided yet, so okay. few bridges to cross. But uh, hopefully uh, my name's on the list and we're in the mix. But uh, it, it was pretty awesome. I've had a lot to do with the horse and um, I've ridden him in his preparation for uh, what was Grand Final. Now there is another Grand Final, but... Uh, it sort, of, it sort of does make uh, the hair stand up on the back of your neck knowing that he is in a Melbourne Cup and uh, he's a horse that I've had a fair bit to do with. So it's very exciting and really pleased for Jerry Ryan. He puts a stack of money into the industry and that's what he loves, Melbourne Cups. I know everyone yeah. um, would love to be in a Melbourne Cup, but that's what he buys horses for. And uh, those folks, they put money on the table and they get rewarded. So uh, good on them. Ripper Eagle, she might have pinched another one here. It's a long way in front of American Soul. The Enzo's boxing on down the outside. Ripper Eagle hard against the inside. American Soul keeps on keeping on the Enzo. And boom, boom, sweep. But Ripper Eagle has done it again. Ripper Eagle in a race-to-race double for Kim Tellett and Christine pulls one by three to American Soul, who I think just gets second in a photo over the Enzo. What a story that was. Kim Tellant, she is our country character of the week. Mildura will be celebrating the performance of Kim and her team there on Monday at uh, Mildura, and she joins us now. Hello to you, Kim. Congratulations. What a great story. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much. It was a fantastic day. So you train your gallopers on a trotting track, is that correct? Yeah, that's right, yep. And do they enjoy doing that? Because there's been so there's been a lot of success stories from harness racing trainers of the turn to training gallopers, and the best story probably out of all of that is Fred Kersley across there in Perth, and of more recent times Grant Williams as well. Um, do you think they enjoy being trained or trained on a trotting track? Just a little bit of a, a different way to go about it, Kim. Yeah, well, it's a little bit more of a different atmosphere, I guess. Um... Um, they probably don't have to get up as early in the morning, the horses, <laughs> on your own track. Um, so, And then they go into the Mildura truck there to have their hit out when they need them. And, um, yeah, and we go swimming in the river with them as well. And um, they, they like the, the routine, uh, the, the, you know, something different to do. And they never know where they're going to go in the float. <laughs> And Kim, uh, Harry mentioned before how great the horses were looking in the, the pre-parade ring and then out on the track and they deserved to win. But what were you expecting going into the race day, you know, taking the horse to the races and taking home two winners? Um, I wasn't expecting two winners. Um, thank you, by the way, Harry, for commenting on that. That means a lot to me. Um, 
Yeah, I, I thought they looked a lot um, fitter and, and better going out yesterday. Um, we often go to the races and, and compare our horses to others and, well, they're still not good enough yet. <laughs> and um, I just thought going into the parade ring the other day that they did look a lot better. Um, I was expecting Ripper Eagle um, to run a good race. Um, I had I was a bit worried over the 1,400 dropping back, but um, uh, it sort of, well, it's turned out for the best and um, and flying Ari and I was kind of hoping he'd run in the top three, fourth at the worst, so I wasn't expecting him to win at all. Um, he was a bit of a surprise package, but Christine rode him a pearl or so um, and that probably suited him and the harder surface for the day might have suited him too, but um, I think the jockey definitely got him over the line there. Kim, it's Harry here. Um, I won't be stealing any of Christine Rod. She did do a good job. Uh, <laughs> she did a brilliant job. Christine's a ripper too, as you know, but I uh, can't take any credit. I hardly know if a horse looks good or bad. That was Dad saying, and I usually just repeat what he says that's smart. <laughs> um, but it was awesome to see you get a couple of winners, and um, you, you're training like... Setup. It's a real family sort of operation, isn't it? You've uh, got some young kids that are really intrigued by it. and um, yeah. You know, it's it's a good little environment that you got up there at Mildura. Only a few horses, but uh, a bit of fun for you and your family and also to get a winner, you get a bit of money on the side. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The money in the kitty helps. Um, but, yeah, no, it's definitely a family affair out here. Um, um, there's always lots of you know, help in terms of whether it's just somebody looking after the kids if we've got to go to the track or to if they've got to go to school and someone needs to pick them up if we're at the races. And um, so there's always a lot of people to thank, you know, when we have to go to the races or whatever it is, you know, that we're doing with the horses on the day. So, um, but the kids, yeah, they love the horses and um, they get right behind me when they're racing and, my oldest boy, William, he's, he gets a feeling in his right arm if they're going to go any good or not, and he's usually <laughs> pretty spot on. <laughs> I was like, when I, uh, the morning of the race, I uh, had them tied up, you know, painting their feet for the races, and I said, what's the feeling in your right arm today, Will? He goes, oh, it's really good today, really good. <laughs> so it always makes yeah. us chuckle, but he's always on the money. <laughs> I don't oh, like it when good. he says that it's not a good day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to add that to the form guide next time, to, uh, Kim, whether the feeling in the arms there. But you've mentioned <laughs> the river a few times, swimming them. We've seen them, you know, a lot of horses swim at the beach and, you know, you use the mighty Murray River. How great is that? And they'd be appreciating some warmer weather. Yeah, they will appreciate the, the warmer weather out there. Um, we started swimming them a couple of months ago and that's been a really turning point for them in their, in terms of their fitness. Um, whereas prior, we were just sort of relying on our trot and track. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's made a really big difference and, and they do really enjoy it. So, And, yeah, and you get a lot of people come up to the river and, oh, I've never seen this before, and you know, and they take pictures and they get right behind you too. They love it as well. Do you find that there's much difference in um, training a trotter from a galloper, Kim? Like, is there... I, I'd imagine that the uh, feeding and that would be very similar because they obviously have to get good nutrition in, but do you have to work um, a trotter particularly different to a thoroughbred or 
Um, is it all pretty similar? Keep them fit, happy and feed them well and away you go. Well, <laughs> it is a lot different actually. Um, we've struggled to try and find the happy medium with the galloper. Uh, the trotter's a lot more you know, hardy. They can sort of cop the work and whatnot. And we did try to work them like trotters, but um, they were fit, but they just lost all their speed. Um, so we've had to we've had to learn a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, it is definitely a lot different, and um, yeah, they're they're a little bit more delicate, the thoroughbred, I believe. <laughs> Kim Harry was just pointing out, so he's travelled all the way. He went to Matoa today, is that right, Harry, for the jump outs? Yep, sure did. Because Mildura is so isolated. How do you? What do you? So what's the furthest you would travel to go to the to the jump outs? Um, well, we have had to go to Swan Hill. Um, that's the furthest we've gone. But, look, we only go if we have to go, sort of thing, if the horse has been barred or whatever. Um, so, yeah, they we do miss out on a lot of things like that, I guess, here in the desert. But, um, yeah, we just sort of make do with what we can do. Sometimes we've just got to raise them into a bit of fitness and stuff like that. So... I know Lindsay Smith tried to do this, and he might still do it from time to time, especially across in the West when he was training um, horses alongside Justin Warwick and they were mixing up the coats. Um, but what was that, Mikey? Oh, sorry, I was playing music on my phone. But have you ever tried to put a pacer in a sulky? I mean, a galloper in a sulky? <laughs> no, no, we've talked about it, but yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I think you shouldn't get Harry to drive it just to see how he goes. I'll tell you what, you'd want a pretty good sulky, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've, we've, we've led them off the side of the sulkies, um, you know, like you have your trotter in the cart and then you lead them off the side. We've done that sort of stuff with them and um, we've got a young bloke here. He just his horses here and his trotters and um, the horses are always watching it. They're just so um, used to a lot of ruckus that goes a lot around the place and I think that sort of makes them, you know, it really quietens them down and and that from what they're used to just standing in boxes, you know, in town and that. So don't be getting me in a sulky garret. No. I've seen it I've seen <laughs> the experience of it. Yeah. And I'll leave that to yeah. the yeah. I couldn't imagine it'd be real pretty. No. Well, <laughs> I've heard it happen a couple of times, and I think it, it takes a little while to break them into the sulky, but it does work, Kim. But, yeah, I don't know yeah. if I would recommend it. But it's been yeah, a pleasure no. catching up with you, Kim. It's a great story. And oh, I think these you. are the stories that make racing so great. And on a program where you've got Mara and Eustace, Patrick Payne, Austin Coffey, um, I think Mitchell Friedman was there as well, Paul Pruska, some of the biggest names in the state. Yeah. And you were the star trainer of that day with the double. Oh, so well done, thank Kim. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was a... Really top day and one I won't forget for a while and I appreciate your call. Good on you, Kim. There's Kim Talent there. That's a terrific story. Harry, I was talking to Maggie, and this is a question without notice. I was talking to Maggie the other day and I was I was trying to pick her brain and say, Maggie, how can we make the the Cosiosco like a Cosiosco version of that race here in Victoria? And it's a little bit difficult because of the landscape in Victoria compared to New South Wales. But I think it can be done, Harry, with the way that you separate sometimes those Ballarat trainers and you have an allocation or you have a, a, a guide on, on what qualifies you to be a country trainer. But I think there's enough trainers in Western Victoria 
the Mallee region in a way, central Victoria and Gippsland, to have that type of Kosciuszko format here in Victoria? Definitely there is. Um, and I think we probably just need to really, you need to put put a team in place um, before, the, before the season starts to identify who statistically did well during the season and separate them from um, the people that, you know, didn't quite achieve as high a success on the city stage. So, um, you know, you, I think it's, it's as easy as coming down to, um, you know, the top 10 or 20 in the Metropolitan Premiership aren't allowed to compete. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, it's hell for leather of um, who can be in. And maybe you then divide it up into, well, only, you know, certain areas of the state can compete in um, certain races and then they all meet in the grand final um, in the city later on in the spring. So these things can be tinkered with and it's all for a bit of fun and a bit of conversation, but we just need to separate uh, the people that succeed at the metropolitan level um, away from uh, the country battlers who work just as hard. Their horses just can't uh, quite compete with the best. Yeah, and I think you made a good point earlier, Gareth. They're the great stories when the country people feature on the big stage and we've already mentioned Charlie Rose but you have the Stiller Stars, I know she's a Tassie horse but um, I think it's important for country people to be rewarded not only on the big stage but also getting owners into country stables and you've found in New South Wales that's happened a lot people are buying horses to set them for these races so Definitely, um, I'm in your corner, boys, and hopefully we get to see it uh, soon. The Kosciuszko is worth what 1.3 million. I'm not saying you copy the idea from New South Wales, but sometimes it's okay to copy good ideas. And they're like the commercial pub in Swan Hill. They would buy thousands of tickets, and then if they get a horse, they would go to Austin and they'd work out a deal, and they would have a runner in a big race like that, and it would set the town alight. In fact, it would set the Melly alight there, Harry. And 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 I think people underestimate how strong of an influence racing has in country communities. Mm-hmm. Um, like Swan Hill is a, is a town that thrives on racing and we're getting a new generation through now. Like my brother, he's a few years younger than me and his mates, they're starting to enjoy a punt and, and having a beer on a Saturday and watching the races. And if they could go down to the local pub and buy a ticket and it potentially be a horse from a local area, well, that you know, how, how awesome would that be? And Swan Hill's not the only town like that. Warnable. Um, Bendigo, uh, just just to name a couple, especially over here in the Wimmera where I am this morning, they all love racing, and um, I think it, it's something that we should look into because it opens up for that younger generation to get involved. Can Asa win the Group One Track handicap? We'll be cheering for you, Harry. Uh, I hope he can. Yeah. I think he'll get a uh, nice run. We'll be there bowling along, um, and it just all comes down to him having that lightweight really brings him into the race and. If he can bring his um, run from when I rode him in the Rupert Clark, he'll be thereabouts because the horses that beat him home, they're all in the market and significant chances. Do you get nervous when you think about it or the Matoa jump out takes the edge off just a little bit? Yeah, well, I had Ararat gallops yesterday morning yeah. and Matoa jump out today, so I've got the edge off me. But uh, I've got a big day at Benoa tomorrow and then probably after that uh, the nerves will set in. But no, I'm, I'm going okay. I'm starting to get better at handling uh, riding in some of the bigger races and the bigger stables, so uh, it must be my maturity. What about the Neds Village Stakes? This is a country race in Victoria, Phil. Daniel Bowman, the boy from the Bull, Ocean Beyond. Can he win the third at Caulfield? Yeah, I'm, really, I'm really keen to ride him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's a horse I've had obviously plenty to do with. We were a little bit unlucky the other day, but the horse returned well and ran good. So um, I think he's definitely a top three chance, but 
The uh, horse that Jai is riding with Mick Bryce's, it looks like a big, powerful horse that just can run through walls, so it might take a bit of beating, but you never know. And Maggie, what's the highlight this weekend on the Country Cup circuit? I think we're heading to Hamilton, aren't we? We are. We'll obviously be cheering on Harry at Caulfield, um, but we'll be also tuning into Hamilton Cup, which will be exciting. And then on Sunday, we have uh, racing at Ballarat, and um, they've got the Seymour Cup. It is not being run as the Seymour Cup this year, as uh, they're having their track renovations. That'll be at Ballarat, the $200,000 race there. It's come up very strong with Harbour Views topping the, the weights there with 60 kilos and Mr Brightside going for six in a row. So lots of great country racing action uh, this weekend with the Hamilton and Seymour Cups. And you're heading off to Donald on Sunday, Harry. You're not going to Ballarat for the Seymour Cup. Yeah, I was just having a look at the fields then and saying I was at Donald, not Ballarat, so I'm not in this, <laughs> the big stuff. I'll be back here at Donald on Sunday, but I just uh, want to send a little, um, well, to tell everyone how good um, of an operation country racing is. Obviously, unfortunately, Menangatang was called off this yep. weekend. But they threw a meeting on at Donald on Sunday with some uh, low-rating races just to just to cater for, you know, the lower-rated horses that might have been heading to them sort of lower-graded meetings that, uh, like Menangatang, have been called off or in the future might get called off. So that's great from Country Racing. They put on good prize money, and as you'd expect, they got full field. So well done, and hopefully Donald's uh, a good day and can uh, be something for everyone to bet on between uh, the awesome race and the fellow rats. The way, the way Harry's going on Coffee Country, Maggie, there's a strong chance Scott Wiseman might give him a call to be one of the administrators there with his uh, imagination and the way that he has a progressive mindset towards country racing. I like it, Harry. Very impressive. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. that. I, I think you have to finish. I did do Year 12, but it was only VCAL, and the highlight of that was we made a soccer goal out of the yeah. poly pipe. And anyway, lucky I can ride horses. Hey, do you have a winner for us this weekend, Maggie, before we let you go? Uh, no, I don't. I'll be cheering for Harry. Hopefully he's the winner for us this weekend. Harry, what's your best? Asar and the Turak. Yes. Oh, do you want a, t- a tip from me yes, or do you please. want my best? No, I want a tip from you if that's okay. Um, I'm keen to ride Who's Your Pappy in the last at Vanilla tomorrow. Yep. And I think uh, Mr. Brightside will win the Seymour Cup. Mr. Brightside, and then that final race there, Benella will just get on the Harry Coffee bandwagon there. And just having a look at that, I'll get that up shortly and I'll give you a price. It's just gone off my screen. But Harry Coffee, anyway, in the last at Benella. Always a lot of fun. Love your work, Maggie and Harry. Keep on dominating. Safe trip home and say good day to the old man for us. Awesome, guys. Thanks. There's Harry Coffee and Maggie Payne, and that is Coffee Country on this Thursday, the 7th of October.